Hello and welcome back to the Weed Wild and Woke podcast. I hope everybody is doing super good since we met up last week. I know this week's episode is a little bit late because I am literally recording it on Monday. Um, It was supposed to come out at 8 a.m. this morning, but life happens and it was my mom's birthday over the weekend, so things got a little bit pushed back, which is fine. Like I can deal with that, but you know, I'm ready to like get back into the swing of things. You know, we always start off with a little recap of the week. Um, and I have not a lot to recap on, but definitely some things that I just wanted to say openly, I guess. Um, I've been slacking on streaming this past week on Twitch. There's just been a lot of demotivation going on for me personally. Um, and, and sometimes this happens in my life where I'll just get, be really productive and really motivated to get things done. And then I'll go through a period of like one or two weeks where I'm just completely unproductive and I can't get anything together or figure anything with my life out. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm acknowledging it and just kind of moving through the motions and doing what I need to do. Like I still get up, I still go to work every day. I still, you know, do my best to take care of my responsibilities. But sometimes the creative projects, I run out of steam to just find the motivation to do them. And I think the last four days have just been kind of like, I need to sleep and recharge and just, I don't know, find my place of creativity again. And I think that's just gonna happen. And if you experience that, then that's totally okay too. Like you are not alone. I go through those periods all the time. So yeah, I haven't been really streaming too much or, I mean, I've been playing games on my own um, just to unwind from the day or whatever, but you know, I don't know. Things have just been kind of crazy lately. Like everybody's catching COVID and everybody's quarantining and you know, when one, one family has to quarantine, like it affects the other family and it's just, it's been like a huge back and forth. Um, so it's just, I mean, I know it's a vague way of saying like, there's just a lot going on and I just haven't had the headspace to like process everything. Plus I'm moving into this new job of subbing. Um, and that, you know, just has been taking or occupying a lot of my mind space. So I haven't been as present in everything else that I'm doing, but, um, you know, the story always goes, I'm just going to keep pushing forward and pushing on, um, But yeah, I'm happy to be back. It's just been a crazy week. I know a lot of people have been checking up on me and I appreciate you guys for that. I I see the Snapchats, I get the messages, I read through Discord. I don't always have time to respond. And a lot of people are probably thinking like it takes two seconds to respond. But I mean, I just miss so much like in the hours that I'm at work that sometimes it's really hard to catch up on what happened throughout the day. And I want to support people and be there for people. But honestly, you know, I come home and it's just life. Like I am working on my time management at the moment to just make sure that I have time for everything and trying to keep my expectations a little more realistic. And that just resulted in me having to cut out a few extra things this last week. But like I said, we're getting back to normal. I spent um, Sunday like getting my nails done with my partner and celebrating my mom's birthday, which kind of like blew up in my face afterwards. I don't know. You know, I have parents with anxiety and they get anxiety attacks sometimes and that affects my anxiety. And then, you know, it affects my mood and my 
drive, I guess, to to get up and, and go sit in front of the camera and stream. And sometimes that's just, I just have to step away and accept that that's not going to happen today. Um, and that's kind of just what happened yesterday. So again, glad to be back, glad to be like f- processing and getting my creative juices flowing again. So that's a little update on what's been going on with me. Um, no huge major news or anything crazy <clears throat> for the past week. So just I apologize. I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying, you know, I'm human. I'm still trying to figure it out along with everybody else. And there's just a lot of changes right now, but I'm always going to be open with you and communicative as much as possible. So um, yeah, it's just been a roller coaster of emotions. Plus, and everybody makes fun of me because when I notice a collective shift, and this is, I think, my empath kind of talking, but when I notice this like collective shift of everybody's moods being down, and I noticed that last Monday, so a week ago, that everybody was having really bad days and everyone just seemed very like disarrayed and and just out of sync from their normal routines. And after talking to a couple of people, I made a joke in Discord. I was like, what planet is in retrograde? Like, what is going on in the cosmos where collectively we're just kind of going through this tough time? And lo and behold, I go on Instagram and it is was indeed Mercury retrograde. I think it just ended today, Monday, the uh, 31st. I think the retrograde just ended and I was just laughing like, wow, you really, I mean, if you're in tune or if you believe that kind of stuff, which not everybody does, and I respect that, but like, I just think it's funny how I made that joke and then they were actually in retrograde. So sometimes I feel like I can collectively feel when things are just out of order in the universe. And that was just kind of this past week. So I hope everybody survived. And I don't know, maybe if you notice that there was something in the air, you know, take comfort in knowing that it was probably just retrograde and you could just blame retrograde for everything (laughs) I'm just kidding but yeah so it you know if you've been going through it this past week you're not alone I've been going through it too but we're here and we made it and I'm happy (laughs) so this week I wanted to talk about well I had somebody request Uh, to do a podcast about discipline. And I tried to clarify and kind of see what forms of discipline, because this isn't really my area of expertise. I mean, I don't have a lot of knowledge on discipline aside from what I do for self-discipline and how I discipline myself or like my pets, you know, like I have a dog and I have a cat, but like I don't have kids. Um, I've worked with kids and I'll probably tap into that a little bit to, I guess, try to, I don't know, see what I know about discipline. Um, And when I tried to dig a little bit deeper, um, basically, they just kind of wanted to see what my take was on discipline in general, and how to apply that to the self and others, um, which is very vague. So you know, if I'm just blabbering about this entire episode blubbering, um, it's because I am I really like I said, I really don't know too much about discipline aside from my own experience. And so I guess I could just share that And what I've learned in school, because I did actually learn something pretty interesting in school that I didn't know before I went to college. And that kind of affected, uh, not affected, it kind of influenced the way that I discipline myself to get things done, which is very difficult. But whenever I get topics like these, I like to always look them up, the definitions, because one, I think is interesting for myself, like not necessarily for anybody else, but I just think it's interesting when I look up definitions of words 
to kind of see, you know, what the consensus is on them. And then I like to kind of just pick it apart. But when I Google discipline, some of the the first um, definitions that came up were a noun, control gained by enforcing obedience or order, orderly or prescribed conduct of pattern of behavior or self-control. Some other definitions were like commonly applied to regulating human and animal behavior to its society or environment it belongs in the academic and professional worlds. The discipline is a specific branch of knowledge, learning, or practice. So lots of definitions of discipline. Don't really know where I'm going to take this at this point. I mean, the easiest way to start is with myself because I know myself fairly well and I know how I apply discipline to myself. So, I mean, it's an interesting concept to talk about. I was kind of surprised when I got the prompt because, or the, you know, request because, I don't know, I feel like it's not something that people ask very much about um, or have really any interest in aside from their own desire to impose more self-discipline on themselves, you know? And it's funny because when I think of myself, I don't see myself as having a lot of self-discipline. Like, I have friends who do jujitsu or, you know, they do, they do these really intensive sports or they play sports or they play baseball, they play football, you know, on college teams or whatever, or they play competitive, you know, volleyball or whatever it is, and they have a lot of discipline to do, like, physical workouts, and I never really thought of myself as as disciplined because in my brain, like, it always goes to sports. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why my brain is wired that way. I'm just relaying the fact that when I hear discipline, I think of sports. I don't know why. Or, like, physical discipline, which I don't have. But then, you know, obviously, the more I start to think about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty disciplined. Like, I graduated college and I, you know, sacrificed everything to get good grades and make sure that I was getting to class on time, make sure that I was starting work on time, make sure that, you know, my day was planned from beginning to end. And if you hear Sage in the background, he's just playing with his toys. So he might be a little bit loud. Um, That's just my dog in the background, Sagey. I guess in a weird way, I do practice self-discipline, like when it comes to getting things done, like I'm juggling work and I'm juggling a podcast and I'm juggling streaming and I'm juggling a relationship and you know, at the end of the day, all that requires discipline. And everybody's discipline is going to look a little bit differently. But for me, it's hard sometimes to discipline myself, especially now that I'm an adult, and I have like free reign over my own life and choices. Sometimes I'm not very disciplined with myself. And that's how things like today happen where I fall behind in my schedule. And then I have to kind of race against the clock to catch up and be right back where I'm at, which is frustrating. Um, And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I feel like I'm the last person who should be talking about discipline. But I, I do know what helps me and what makes it easier for me to discipline myself. And a lot of that comes from what I learned in college. So before I even get into like what I learned when I went to school, I think what drove me in my childhood years, unfortunately, to be self-disciplined was my parents. I don't think I was very self-disciplined on my own. And so I didn't have a lot of experience in that area. Um, And I think most young people don't. I think that's just something you have to learn or some people get very lucky to like find their passions in life pretty early on and make those passions their priority. And so that self-discipline comes 
along with that because you don't want to mess up, you know, like let's say you're into sports or something. You don't want to risk losing the sport, playing the sport because you enjoy it and you're good at it or you have a good time or you love your teammates or you just love the sport. And so that's kind of motivation enough to be disciplined, you know, because you have to keep your grades up and you have to get along with your teammates and you can't get in trouble. And, you know, if you're applying for a college scholarship or something, you know, you want to have a really good record and it's, it's good motivation to kind of keep you on base. But if you don't have something like that, I can see how self-discipline would be pretty, uh, pretty difficult because there's not really the motivation to discipline yourself if there's really no end goal or no benefit. And I didn't have that growing up. I mean, I knew I wanted to go to college and I had my parents on my back, you know, telling me that I had to get good grades and I had to do A, B, and C. So I didn't really have a choice. But, you know, in my adulthood, like in my adult years after I I got sober and I went back to school, I realized that I would have to start, you know, disciplining myself to wake up early, to get to work, to get everything done that I needed to do and to, you know, maintain everything that I that I had at the time. And so I guess the easiest thing for me was just keeping an end goal in mind, like having a lot of short-term goals, because it was easier for me to measure how far I'd come by how close to or how many goals I had attained or how close I had gotten to the goals that I had set. Um, And short-term goals for me are usually like anywhere from an hour to a day to a month. Um, And I would say longer term goals are are more like years out. But there's a pretty intense mental process that happens for me specifically when I'm trying to self-discipline. And it's difficult because I do have anxiety. So I tend to procrastinate a lot. And that's my biggest issue is I'm a huge procrastinator. Um, I will push everything off until the last second Uh, And it takes a lot of self-discipline to really get up and get things done. And that's actually pretty recent for me. Like I said, I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder when I got sober. uh, And I was 21. So that was only nine years ago. And I think the first five years was spent just trying to climb back up from rock bottom and not necessarily having, I mean, I guess... I can't really say that either because it took a lot of self-discipline to go to rehab and get clean and, you know, not fall back into old habits. Like that takes a lot of self-discipline too. And I guess I don't really know how to break down specifically what it was. It just kind of relies on how much grit you have and what goals you want to accomplish and what you have to do to get there. And you would think that this is easy because... Obviously, you have to have discipline to accomplish your goals. So if you're at work and you want a promotion, then you're going to discipline yourself to work harder and go out of your way to do extra things, to talk to the managers more and make your name a little bit more familiar, um, make yourself a little bit more seen. You know, if you want to get good grades in school or graduate college, you're going to study really hard. You're going to put all your focus into schoolwork and you know, going above and beyond in that. It's fairly easy to discipline yourself if you have a bigger goal in mind. And I think that's like the main focus should be creating goals for yourself. Because if you can actually visualize and see the goals and then the steps that it's going to take to get there, 
and you can write it out or type it out or draw it out or whatever works to motivate you, you know, create a, uh, what are they called? Vision boards to visualize your goals. Then I think it helps you to stay disciplined because at the end of the day, it's hard to have discipline when you don't have a goal in mind. There's no motivation there to be disciplined um, unless you're doing it simply for the fact of training yourself to be more disciplined, which most people aren't going to do. Most people need self-discipline to accomplish things or to reach goals that they've set. So the I think the most important thing is setting goals for yourself, no matter how small, no matter how big, and then outlining the steps that it's going to take to reach those goals. And that way you can kind of visually see like, okay, if I want to reach this goal, I can't slack off. I have to do this, this, and this. And I have to find time for it in my day or make time for it uh, if I'm, if I'm going to accomplish that. And that's, I think, the easiest way to kind of motivate yourself to do those things. And if you have trouble with that, like, you know, I don't know what everybody's troubles are with self-discipline in general. So it's hard to like speak on that. But for me, I've always been fairly disciplined except when it comes to you know my own life choices sometimes I make really stupid decisions but when I actually have a clear goal in mind it's fairly easy to motivate myself if I can remember that bigger picture at the end but then again I don't know let me know if you find it harder to self-discipline or you find it harder to discipline yourself to accomplish your goals or if you run into different speed bumps along the way that prevent you from being self-disciplined that way I don't know because I don't know what everybody else struggles with like for me like I said it's just really procrastinating and not having a clear goal in mind so if you somehow find yourself not being able to be disciplined in other ways that I'm not aware of like please bring them to my attention and then I would love to have a conversation about it because truly I just kind of force myself to do things. I set goals for myself for the week and I have like my calendar. It's a whiteboard calendar and I do it every month. And on that calendar, I have like goals or things that I need to accomplish or things that need to get done. And I just, I look at that calendar and I can visually see like where I need to be in my week in order to get everything complete that I want to complete. And so it's fairly easy for me. I don't do really anything outside of that. Like I take a good portion of time in the beginning of the month to sort out everything and to like set out important deadlines and dates and then I just look at that calendar and it's enough to kind of motivate me to get those things done in a timely manner but like I said I'm not perfect and you know I push things off until the very last second as well but a lot of that has to do with my anxiety so it would be interesting to see like what other people view as self-discipline and how they kind of navigate that you know, anybody with kids or families or moms or athletes or, you know, anybody who does anything that requires a lot of self-discipline, I'd be happy to share, you know, musicians, uh, that, that takes a lot of discipline as well. So if anybody has any feedback, like, please let me know. I would love to hear it. But in general, a lot of my discipline and theory about discipline comes from what I learned in school. I took a learning and motivation theory class And I think the thing that stood out the most to me was that there were different forms of punishment and reinforcement. And separating those two was really important for me when I learned it. So we learned about Skinner, 
Uh, he was a behaviorist in psychology, uh, and he's the one who developed the theory of operant conditioning. Um, it has to do with uh, how external factors affect people's behaviors. And so the operant conditioning theory is the idea that there's four possible alternatives that result in behavior change and deliver different outcomes. One of those is positive and negative punishment, and the other one is positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. I did not know that there, there were different forms of punishment. I guess you don't really think about that, or I hadn't thought about it in my life. It's not a term that I had heard up until that point. Uh, so I'll do my best to explain it, but it just, it really impacted me and it stood out to me. And I think a lot of my, the way that I discipline has to do with what I learned in that class. So positive punishment, think of like positive and negative as like addition and subtraction. So in positive punishment, you're introducing an unpleasant consequence that happens from unwanted behavior. So an, an example of positive punishment is like getting spanked after doing something wrong, like when parents spank their kids, which I don't condone, but you're introducing the spanking as a result of unwanted behavior. So you're adding something. You're adding the spanking to the punishment for the unwanted behavior. Then you have negative punishment. Negative punishment is taking away or subtracting something to discourage the negative behavior. So in negative punishment, you know, if a child acts out or breaks the rules and you take away their PlayStation, that's negative punishment. You're taking something away because you're trying to discourage that behavior. On the other hand, which... Well, I'll get into that. So then you have positive reinforcement. So reinforcement is reinforcing behavior that you want to happen again. So obviously in positive reinforcement, you're adding something to reinforce behavior. So, you know, when a kid gets a good grade on their quiz in school, you give positive reinforcement by giving them ice cream for dinner. So you're adding a reinforcement that is positive to encourage that behavior. And then you have negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement is taking something away to reinforce good behavior, the behavior that you want to continue. So if you want, you know, your child to go to sleep early and they go to sleep on time that day, then you take away one chore. You know, you're taking something away. You're subtracting something. You take a chore off their chore list or something for to promote that that good behavior. I mean, that's they're not the best examples. They're just literally what I'm pulling out of my butt right now. So I'm doing my best here. Uh, so you have four different types. You have the positive and negative punishment and then the positive and negative reinforcement. So what they found and what the literature supports is that positive and negative punishment are not very, they, they don't change behaviors as much as reinforcement does. So Obviously, you have to use uh, positive and negative punishment. It's just, I think it's human nature to kind of use that leverage, especially with children. And there are cases, I would argue, where that would be useful. Um, none off the top of my head, obviously. But I mean, the point here is that punishment doesn't seem to be as effective as reinforcement does. And the, the research and the studies all support this. They found that positive reinforcement 
creates the most meaningful and lasting change. So when you positively reinforce someone or something for doing a good behavior, that behavior is more likely to happen again because by human nature, people want to receive things for, you know, if you're at your job and you work really, 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 really hard and you devote, you know, all your time um, throughout the year to your job and at the end of the year you get a really nice bonus for putting in all that hard work and effort, that's good positive reinforcement. That makes you want to work hard the next year because you want that bonus. I mean, it seems so obvious and straightforward, but I never had separated those two ideas before. And so I would always punish even myself. Like I would punish myself when uh, I had an unwanted behavior and it just, it wasn't, it wasn't working for me. And I think I did that a lot of my life without kind of realizing it. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they punish themselves either negatively or positively. But that just leads to guilt a lot of the time, uh, a lot of resentment, you know, like the spanking example. Like, is that the best way to, to handle a situation? I don't know. Like, that's up to you and your parenting skills or your beliefs or, you know, how you were raised or whatever. But... For me, that never really seemed to work, and it, I did notice that it created a lot of tension and resentment in my family and my household, um, but positive reinforcement is just, it's, an, it's a way more effective way of kind of dealing with how you want your own behaviors to be and how you want others' behaviors to be, and I definitely learned that when I was working with kids. Um, I used to work with special needs kids at a high school a couple different high schools. I was a sped aide. And so we would try to encourage our kids to, you know, get their work done or do their homework using a lot of positive reinforcement. And we had to almost, and I think there's a fine line and a lot of people will argue that um, you kind of create learned, not learned helplessness, but, you know, similar to learned helplessness where you're constantly rewarding them. And so they expect this reward and they start to act helpless because they realize that you're going to help them or reward them with that behavior. And it could kind of create this dependency. But overall, I mean, it's very, it's it's just such a, you just have to apply it correctly to the situation. But in general, positive reinforcement does seem to be more effective. And it definitely helps me to organize and self-discipline myself. And like small ways that I do that or, you know, once I'm done getting everything done that I have to do for the week, I will reward myself with a bath or, you know, by taking a nap or, I mean, I positively reinforce myself throughout the day when I accomplish things that I need to be doing regardless. And some people are not like that. Like, I know I'm like that. I know that other people are not like that. But that's definitely how I am. Like, I need little rewards throughout the day to motivate myself to keep going. And like, it will literally be anything. I'll, you know, if I went to the doctor that day and I hate going to the doctors, like I literally despise it, I will reward myself with some juice it up afterwards. And it doesn't always have to be something that you buy yourself. It could just be like a warm bath or a Netflix episode. If you finish doing your homework and you reward yourself with 30 minutes. Actually, I used to do that in school. I used to tell myself like, hey, if you study for two hours 
and you take your notes and you really focus, then we'll take an hour break, watch a Netflix episode, relax, and then we'll jump back into the next task. And that was a really easy way to kind of motivate myself to keep moving forward. In terms of other people, I mean, I think positive reinforcement is probably the best way to go. You can't just go around positively or negatively punishing people for acting a way that you didn't want them to act. Like realistically in society, you can't do that. You're not in charge of punishing other people for their decisions. And so it's it's almost, it's like the easiest route to take is positive reinforcement and the best route to take is positive reinforcement. Because like I said, it creates more lasting, more meaningful change and you're not having to punish someone. You're just reinforcing good behavior. Ever since I learned that, it just really changed my outlook on everything. And like I said, I was working with SPED students and they were just, they were happy to get like a piece of chocolate at the end of the week. If I told, you know, if I told them, hey, if you get your homework done, if you get everything turned in this week, if you try on all your quizzes and if your behavior is good, um, I'll bring you back some in and out for lunch um, at the end of the month or something. And those were always super motivating for kids, especially like for adults you're going to have to find obviously different things to to introduce as a positive reinforcement. But for kids, it was really easy because they just get happy with the littlest things. Or I would give them an extra 30 minutes outside of class to just go run around because I mean, most of these kids have ADHD or Asperger's or autism. And so the things that they want are a little bit, they're just they're nice, you know, like they want to just go outside for an extra 30 minutes and walk around or get out of the classroom and go play some basketball. You know, it doesn't have to always be something that you're giving them. It could just be an experience or time that you spend with them. And you'd be surprised how people's behaviors will change when you positively reinforce them. And that was one of the biggest things for me. And when I started applying that in the classroom with the students, like I would notice such a huge change. And it's just such a nicer way to go about it because you don't have to worry about punishment. So you don't have to punish yourself to be disciplined. You can positively reinforce yourself and reward yourself for the good behaviors that you do. And then in time that will foster more good behaviors and more wanted behaviors And the same with other people, you know, if you have somebody who's constantly giving you resistance and then the time that they're kind to you, if you positively reinforce that and you find a way to turn that into a positive experience, then they're more likely to repeat that behavior because they got a good response out of it. Negative attention isn't always good attention. So if you're always giving them attention and punishing them, then that's the only attention that they're going to know and it's going to be harder to backtrack and then reinforce good behaviors. So I think the earlier that people learn that in life, the better it is for them. And I'm not sure, to be honest, if you learn about Skinner, I think you just learn the basics in school of his teachings. I don't even think they really go into it. Like I'm trying to recall if that was something that I learned in high school, but I'm pretty sure we just went over what the Skinner box was and what like operant conditioning was. But we didn't really go into detail about how that affects your your learning and your motivation and and how you kind of refine your behavior. And so that was just super eye-opening for me and it was really fun to learn that. Another fun little quick side story is we learned about like suggestive learning, 
which um, we actually practiced in the classroom and this was super fun. We had somebody, I think my, t- my professor had brought like a, an action figure from home and he put the action figure down on top of a piano on one side of the room and then he called a student up to the other side of the room, the opposite side of the room that the action figure was on and had them stand there and close their ears and close their eyes. And then on the whiteboard, he put up a prompt and he said, the goal is to have the student pick up the action figure, but you can't use words. You can't say anything. You can't help them. You can't guide them. The only thing that you can do is clap. So when they get closer to the action figure, you clap. You positively reinforce that behavior. And the goal was to get the student to get to the other side of the classroom, pick up the end, pick up the action figure only by us clapping the closer that they got to the objective. And so this poor student like uncovered their eyes and was standing there. And I forgot, I forgot how he introduced it, but he was basically like, okay, um, no, I don't even think he said anything. I'm pretty sure he just stood there and was like, okay. And the student was like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I think they stood there for a couple minutes, unsure of what to do. And then they took one step closer to the action figure and the whole class started clapping. And then they kind of looked confused and they were like, okay. Um, you know, and you could just like see their mind working. Like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I don't understand. And then they took another step closer to the, the action figure and everybody in class clapped. And then if they took a step away from the action figure, like nobody did anything. So I think it took maybe five minutes until this student was like, huh, I'm supposed to be going closer to this action figure. And so we're just clapping and clapping. And the closer they get, we're, we're clapping. And then finally, the student gets to the action figure and they're like, I think I'm supposed to pick this up. And then they picked it up and like the whole class lost their minds. Um, And it was a really fun experiment because it really does show like positive reinforcement works even when it's suggestive learning. So even when you don't give a person a prompt and say, I want you to go and pick up the action figure and then get an applause for doing that action, we were actually able to change that person's behavior and get them to do exactly what we wanted just by clapping. And like, I think that whole experiment was just so eye-opening for me and it was so exciting because like I don't know I grew up with a lot of punishment like I got things taken away I got privileges taken away um you know I got spanked by my parents when I was little and you know nothing against them and nothing against how they parented like I have nothing against that I just it's interesting to me that positive reinforcement would have worked just as well if not better Um, if they had just had that information available to them at that time. And so I just, it's just such an interesting concept. Like if there's anything I want you to take away from today's episode, it's probably the idea of positive reinforcement and how you can apply that to yourself and the people in your life. And, you know, if you're out there teaching people or instructing people or working with people, that you can use positive reinforcement to get those behaviors that you want out of people. And it doesn't always work. Like it's not this foolproof 100 works 110% of the time plan, but it is something useful to know, especially if you have kids or like a family or whatever. Positive reinforcement works better, creates lasting, more meaningful change, 
uh, reinforces positive, like it's going to stick in your brain better if you have a positive experience than if you have a traumatic one. Like you're going to get more negative side effects if you're doing positive and negative punishment versus using positive and negative reinforcement. So if you're interested in in that theory or that topic or kind of giving yourself more discipline, I definitely recommend looking into ways that you can positively reinforce yourself and maybe if it still doesn't really make sense to you, you know, do a little bit more research on it and see how you can apply that to yourself. Um, That was life-changing for me. I just started positively reinforcing myself for everything. And at some point, it really does become a little more natural. And at the same time, you're kind of doing self-care because you're getting things done that you need to get done, but you're also taking the time that you need for yourself to do the things that you enjoy. And you can, you know, positively reinforce yourself with the things that you enjoy doing. And that was the easiest way, I think, for me um, to motivate myself to get things done at any point in my adult life was using positive reinforcement. As far as disciplining other people, I don't really do that. I don't feel a need to do that. Um, It's not my place to do that. I'm nobody's parents. I'm nobody that needs to be out here disciplining anybody in the world. Um, That's not my job. So I know that This person wanted me to touch on that a little bit, but to be honest, like, I don't really try to discipline other people unless, like, I guess the only example that I can give that's relevant to this moment is, like, yeah, we have a Discord server, and it's my Discord server, and I have rules, and I have, you know, behaviors that I want to promote within the server because a lot of it is about mental health and mental well-being and so I don't want it to become a toxic place and in that realm like it's my server it's easy to kick or ban or time people out and kind of use that form of punishment to just show people what I will and will not accept to be honest I use still mostly positive reinforcement like I only respond to things that I think promote what I want the Discord server to kind of be about. And so in that way, I don't really try to control people's behavior. I just, I give my attention to the things that interest me and that promote what I want to promote. Because at the end of the day, we all know that giving people attention, negative attention for them doing negative things only increases them doing those negative things for attention because they're getting attention. Um, And so my strategy is always to just kind of avoid that and focus on the behaviors that I do want to give attention to, which is like, you know, being a good person, helping other helping other people out, you know, just promoting being a good human, really. And anything outside of that, I just really don't pay any mind to. And I have really good mods that will just delete messages or try to keep the peace within the server, which I really appreciate and respect. Um, But even in the real world, like I don't really discipline people. I just kind of cut them out of my circle. I draw healthy boundaries and I don't accept anything from them. If they're, you know, have unwanted behaviors that I want nothing to do with, I kind of just ignore them because it's not my place to correct or to reinforce other people's behaviors. Um, So if you, you know, are trying to like control other people, 
it's just not going to work. And I think it's kind of a waste of time. You should just focus on you and yourself and what you can control. Uh, You can't really discipline other people for stuff like that, you know, unless you have clear rules. Like if on my Twitch, I say, you know, don't curse or don't be a bully and they come into my chat and they're they curse or they're bullies then I'm gonna you know it's easy to just kick them out or ban them and that's how I enforce my rules you know I don't allow them access to me if you I just don't think you can control other people in that way just you know reinforce the positive behaviors that you do want to see and if there's other negative behaviors like you're not their parent and it's not your job to rectify their behavior if they don't want to change so just keeping that in mind it's you can't control other people you never can I mean there's no like I can't give you advice to controlling or do just cut them off like there's really nothing else you can do at that point you know if you have kids that you're trying to modify their behavior or reinforce more positive behaviors then definitely positive reinforcement is the way to go Try to find things that they enjoy that you can reward them with. Um, Things that motivate them that they're willing to work for is the best way to go. Uh, You don't want to necessarily punish them because, yeah, it'll make them afraid. um, But it doesn't completely eliminate the behavior. And what they found in the studies was that people, the kids specifically, um, when they get punished, it it will decrease that behavior, but it won't completely remove it because the chances are that they will try to do that behavior when you're not around because you're going to be the only one punishing them for it. So when you're not around, they're going to do that behavior anyway because there's no positive or negative punishment coming from somebody else. Uh, Reinforcement is definitely more likely to happen even if you're not around just because it's a more positive experience and it's not so centered around, you know, guilt or or making people feel bad, which, like I said, sounds like it should be common sense, but it's really not, and it took me a really long time to learn that concept um, and even apply it to myself and positively reinforce my own behaviors. Um, So if you look at it from that light, like hopefully it helps you to see how you can positively reinforce yourself and others uh, to promote the behaviors that you want. And I'm very grateful that I learned this because my time teaching in the school district was a testament to how strong positive reinforcement is because I was constantly um, getting really good feedback about my classroom management. So I would have a class of like 25 to 35 students for a study hall every single day for an hour. And all that these kids had to do in the study hall was study and read their books. Like they weren't allowed to talk. Um, That was the rules of the study hall from the school. So my bosses told me that the students were not allowed to talk. That was their hour to work on homework and get things done so they didn't have to take homework home. That was their opportunity to ask questions and to get help from the teacher, which was me. And so I knew that I had to have good classroom management if I was going to keep a class of 30 students quiet every single week for an entire school year. And that's really a talent. I literally wasn't even teaching anything um, to keep them busy. I literally just had to sit there and babysit them for an hour and make sure that nobody was talking. And I was like, how am I going to make this work? Like, how am I going to make this not a completely horrifying experience for them to where they come in and they're like, oh my God, I have to sit 
in the seniors class for an hour and not do anything and just be quiet and like I could imagine as a kid that was probably torture and so I was trying to think of fun ways to make the kids want to be there and throughout the course of the year like I learned so much from using positive reinforcement like I had a student at the beginning of every class because they had planners and they had to write down their homework in the planners and I had to go through and check to make sure that they had written down all their assignments and you know they had all their homework for the week and so I would pick a student every week to go around and stamp everybody's planners and make sure that they had homework written down in them and for that they would get a small piece of candy and I would buy like Dollar Tree you know candy like little Tootsie Pops and like nothing extravagant And the kids loved going around and stamping the planners. Or uh, at the end of the week, I said, you know, if everybody was good, everybody got their homework done, and everyone was quiet, at the end of the week, on Fridays, we would watch a movie while they were working on their homework. And I had this all approved by, like, my bosses, and they loved it. They thought it was a great idea. And it really motivated my kids to be good during the week because they wanted that Friday uh, movie time. And... I think in the first five minutes, I would I would tell them if they were good the day before that we would spend the first five minutes and just talk and catch up. And I mean, if you've never worked with kids, working in a high school with kids is like, they just have so many questions. Like you're just this fairy to them. Like teachers are fairies to children. They don't know anything about their personal life. They don't know how they act outside of school. And so anytime you talk to kids about the things that you enjoy outside of the classroom, like 99% of the time they lose their minds because you're not just this authority figure anymore. Like you're a person with passions and hobbies and a life and the most beautiful thing that I found was like motivating them just by spending time with them and talking to them about things that I liked to do was enough to make them be good all week for that five minutes at the beginning of class to talk where they could ask me questions about my personal life or whatever. And it was just so fun. And I mean, those were some of the best years of my life where, you know, I saw some of the worst kids who came in and they had straight D's And they were failing, you know, four out of six of their classes come into my study hall and be excited to do homework and be excited to ask questions. And, you know, I just built this relationship and I reinforced all the good behaviors from the beginning of the school year. Um, And just to watch them grow by the end of the year and get their grades up and and like, you know, go to the next grade with B's and A's was just the most rewarding experience. So I promise you, like, if you apply it correctly and you do your research and you really take the time to kind of carve out what kind of positive reinforcements you can use, it makes it easier to change those behaviors. And it's really rewarding at the end of the day. And I'm still in touch with a lot of those students to this day who just, you know, that was, that made a profound impact on them. And so I hope that that's helpful to you. I hope that that made sense. I hope that you can find a way to apply that into your own life. Like I said, I can only give my experience. So if you have any other ways that you find yourself struggling to self-discipline or discipline others, like please reach out, please share them. Uh, We all know now at this point, and I'm going to sound like a broken record every single episode, but... The Twitter is WeedWildWokePC, and my Twitch and my Instagram is Nina Pizza Queen. 
N-I-N-A, Pizza Queen, all one word. Um, So if you want to give me some feedback about some things that you struggle with or that work for you even, um, please let me know or if anything resonated with you. As always, I love to hear your feedback. It means so much to me. Thanks to everyone who reached out this week to make sure that I was okay. I appreciate you. Um, I'm so proud of the beautiful, loving community that we have fostered up until this point. Things are not always perfect and, you know, there's a lot of negative unwanted behaviors that happen every single day that frustrate me, but, you know, nobody's going to be perfect, so accept that as well. Just take people for what they are, reinforce the good behaviors that you want to see out of people and yourself and hopefully you take that into the rest of your week and give yourself some positive reinforcements for accomplishing Uh, the things that you needed to do this week. And I will see you next week for another episode. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I hope you do some Wellness Wednesday self-care or any other day that you can afford to take a little time for yourself. And I can't wait to check in next week and see what topics we dive into. Have a good week. Stay beautiful. Stay high. And I'll see you next time. Bye.